Next, if you'll join me for our opening prayer. Holy, Holy God, by the cross and resurrection of Jesus, you lift the suffering world toward hope and transformation and open the way to eternal salvation. As we move ever closer to the passion of Christ, may your love, law of love be written on our hearts as he draws all people to himself, revealing your love for the world. Amen. Our next hymn is 593, Here I Am, Lord. I, the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry, all who dwell in dark and sin, my hand will save. I, who made the stars of night, I will make their darkness bright.
I will set a feast for them. My hand will save. Finest bread I will provide till their hearts be satisfied. I will give my life to them. Whom shall I send? Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. I will. would please join aloud with me in our prayer of illumination. Your word, O God, has power to change our lives and to create a whole new world. As we meditate on your word this day, fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we may treasure your word with our whole hearts and fix our eyes on you. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is Jeremiah 31, verses 31 through 34. A new covenant. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their inequity and remember their sin no more. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks, thanks be, be to, to God. God. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and takes on new life, it remains just a single grain. With grateful hearts, let us bring the fruit of our lives to God.
If you would join me now in singing our doxology on page 95. As the high priest Melchizedek blessed Abraham and offered his tithe of bread and wine at your holy altar, may our gifts be made perfect through Christ to glorify you and bless the world. Amen. All right, it is time for our youth moment. So if our youth and children could come on in, I will meet you in the narthex. All right, good morning, boys and girls. How are you guys doing today? No, you, you just chill, okay? Just chill. All right, so today is Sunday, right? Okay, yeah, that's right. Now, the last couple weeks, we've been talking about things that are good news, right? Good news. Well, there's lots of good news. A lot. Um, yeah, I talked with the adults about some good news about things um, that doctors are doing to help people get better. Okay. I talked about some good news about things the churches are doing out in the community um, and some other stuff. Yes. 
Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, why do you just be at the center and not be, be scared of it? Some people are scared of the dentist, yes. Oh, oh, okay. Last thing, yes. Why are all the people sick? Because it's a pandemic. Because of COVID, yes. Okay. Back to the good news. Okay, sit down, please. So next week, does anybody know what next Sunday is? What's next Sunday? Yes, we call it Palm Sunday. And that's when we talk about the story when Jesus comes into town and all the people put palm branches down and they say the word Hosanna. We'll talk about that more next week. But next week, I know there's a bunch of fun activities for you guys to do. So that, to me, sounds like some pretty good news. Because I know that, uh, that some of the adults have been very busy. Guys, I need you to listen, please, okay? Some of the adults have been very busy trying to get some stuff together so you guys can have a lot of fun next Sunday. And then what's the Sunday after that? Yes. Easter. Easter. Yeah. Easter's your birthday. That's pretty cool. Okay. Stop. Stop. Yes, sir. Oh, it's your golden birthday? Oh, after the school year. Gotcha. What? We'll, okay, we'll have to wait and see. Anywho, so your birthday, that's good news, right? Yeah. How old are you going to be? Four. Four? Four. Wow. Hold on. Okay. So does everybody know why Easter is, is good news? Why we get excited on Easter? Stop. Yes. That's right. Jesus rises from the dead, and he makes it so that we are saved. Yes. That's good news, yes. right? Then take your coat off. Okay, so we have two big weeks coming up. We have Palm Sunday, and then we have Easter. Palm Sunday. We'll talk about it next week, I promise. And then what happens after that? Easter. Okay, Easter. what happens after Easter? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. Well, you're going to have to wait and find out. A lot of times, the, the time that comes after Easter, people don't always think about too much, but there's some pretty cool stuff that's going to happen, okay? Maybe there's going to be some really good news coming after Easter. Yes. Um, 
That's 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 good news if you like McDonald's. Yes, I, I know you like McDonald's. Okay, so here's what I want you guys to do. I Hold on. Just hold on. Okay, so for the rest of this week until we get to next Sunday, I want you guys to think about other things um, that you come across next week that you think might be good news, okay, that you can share with us on Sunday, okay? It can be that you got a good grade in school. It can be that um, you helped mom and dad with something. Whatever good news you find, I want you to try to remember it, and then we'll talk more about that next week, okay? Can we do that? Does that sound good? Okay, now I need your help in the Lord's Prayer. Can you guys work with me on that? Okay, you guys ready? Ready! You lead because I know. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Awesome. You guys did a great job. There's suckers on the table. Go have fun in Sunday school. Learn stuff. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, he who died, heaven's gate to open wide. He will wash away my sin. Let his little child come in. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. The Bible tells me so.
All right, if you could all please join me now in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, we thank you for this beautiful day before us, for the sunshine, the warmth. Thank you for the grace and the mercy and love you extend to us. And as you have taught us to bring everything to you in prayer, we lift to you today not just the things that we are thankful for, give us joy, but also the things that weigh heavily on our hearts and minds. Today we lift up all of those who are suffering and in need in whatever way, whether physically, emotionally, or mentally. We lift up the family of Carl Terry, who passed away very recently. We lift up the family of Judy Williams, who also passed away not two weeks ago. We lift up uh, Kumiko, uh, whose mother passed away recently. We lift up Nicole Gandy, who had a second breast cancer surgery. We lift up Molly, who is in need of healing prayers, who her cancer has returned. We lift up the family of Victor, who passed away. We lift up Terry, who is recovering from another stroke and is currently in hospice care, as well as Phyllis, his wife, who is doing everything she can to tend to him and his needs. Lord, we also lift up uh, Alice Wimple, who is now home recovering from COVID, and we pray that she continues to heal quickly and that this virus will not hold her down any longer. God, we, we lift all of these people, and again, all of those who are on our hearts and minds this day who may be suffering. We give you thanks for all of those who work so hard to help heal us and ease our suffering from doctors or nurses or surgeons or lab technicians or research scientists, psychologists, psychiatrists, social workers, and, and so many countless others. We ask that you continue to guide their hands and efforts, bless them in their sacrifice of their time and all that they do. We are forever thankful and grateful for their work. We also lift up all of those who are working so diligently to help keep us safe in this world. We lift up all of our servicemen and women serving in the military and our armed forces. We lift up our firefighters and police officers, our first responders and countless others. God, we ask that you would keep them safe and strong. We ask that you would touch their hearts and minds and guide them in their words and actions. And we pray that those who may be serving far from home may be able to return home soon and we could begin to see an end to conflict in this world. But Lord, we know there is still a great amount of conflict. We see it both home and far away. We continue to see things like racism and sexism, and so many other isms that divide us continue 
to cause pain and suffering. We see communities being targeted for confusion and anger and frustration and hatred. We see lives lost. We see hearts broken. God, we know that we cannot achieve peace on this world without you. We pray that you would send your Holy Spirit into each of us to help us become agents of peace working alongside you in this world. We also pray that we would see the truth in Jesus Christ, the truth of how you see all of us as your beloved children, all equal and worthy of being, of love and mercy and grace. Help us to live into that reality. Help us to follow the teachings and examples of Jesus Christ. Help us to become the people you intend for us to be. We are all your beloved children. Help us to love one another the way you love us. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly in our own hearts and minds, we lift to you this day in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray for the cleansing of our hearts, confessing our sins to the one whose mercy is everlasting. If you would please join me aloud in our prayer of confession. Redeeming God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart and have not loved our neighbors as we ought. We have strayed from your commandments. Do not remember our sins, but forgive our iniquities, that we may fix our eyes on you and sin no more. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession. Beloved children of God, by the faith of Christ, your sins are forgiven. May you delight in the joy of your salvation now and forevermore. Amen. And now our affirmation of faith. This is the good news which we have received, in which we stand, and by which we are saved. Christ, Christ died, died for, for our sins. sins was buried, was raised on the third day, and appeared first to the women, then to Peter and the twelve, and then to many faithful witnesses. We believe Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one of God, the firstborn of all creation, the firstborn from the dead, in whom all things hold together in whom the fullness of God was pleased to dwell by the power of the Spirit. Christ is the head of the body, the church, and by the blood of the cross reconciles all things to God. Amen. 
Our second scripture reading today is Hebrews 5, verses 5 through 10. So also Christ did not glorify himself in becoming a high priest, but was anointed by the one who said to him, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered, and having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him having been designated by God a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Our next hymn is number 159, Lift High the Cross. Christ proclaim 
Our third scripture reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 20 through 33. This first uh, section is titled, Some Greeks Wish to See Jesus. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, and then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Jesus speaks about his death. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. This is the gospel of the Lord. And you say, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Loving and forgiving God, we yearn to be closer to you, to learn more about you, to grow in our relationship with you. These 40 days of Lent have given us time for reflection, study, spiritual growth, and to follow the journey of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We have also looked for the good news in both the scriptures and out in our world today, and we have found it. We have found good news in the words of prophets and apostles. We have found the literal good news in the words of Jesus. We have found good news in our world today, too. Help us to never stop looking for the good news wherever it might present itself. And may your Holy Spirit continue to guide us in living the good news and sharing all of the good news we discover. And now may the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, as I mentioned earlier, today is the fifth Sunday of Lent, and we will be closing out our sermon series, Good News and Challenging Times. Throughout this series, we have looked at the good news that presents itself throughout Scripture, from the literal good news to other sayings, declarations, teachings, and words that are also seen as good news, both for the people they were directed to at the time, as well as for us today. 
We have also been looking for and at some of the good news we discover out in our world today. From technology advancements, medical discoveries, and outreach in our communities by our own congregations, we have highlighted some really, really good news. And that good news can be extremely helpful right now, whether from scripture or from our own current reality, especially when we acknowledge the challenges of the pandemic, political unrest, social injustices, and so many other things that can sap away our hope, our joy, our laughter, and our energy. Last week, I focused on some of the outreach both churches are currently engaged in, and I truly, truly cannot stress enough how proud I am of that work that you are doing. The impact of this outreach work may go far beyond our knowledge and comprehension for years to come. And that good news always makes me feel good to think about, even when other things in life may be hard. If you've been following the NCAA tournament right now, depending on who you cheer for, there's been good news or bad news, as Michigan State has been eliminated, but University of Michigan continues on. So, for our final message in this series, our title is, Hey, have you heard the good news? Let's begin with our Old Testament reading from the book of Jeremiah, one of the most well-known Old Testament prophets. This section of text contains the header title, A New Covenant, which, like so many others we have already talked about, sounds like some good news. A covenant is typically defined as an agreement, often like a legal agreement. When we find covenants mentioned in the Bible, they are almost always conditional promises made to humanity by God, in which God promises to protect and care for humanity if humanity keeps God's laws and are faithful to God. A new covenant means that the terms are going to potentially change from the old covenant, which could be good or bad news in all reality. But the fact that there is a new covenant is good news because that means God has not given up on the people and wants to continue to be in relationship with them. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Now this new covenant sounds amazing. God is not only going to forget all the mistakes of the people from the old covenant, breaking it time and time and time and time and time again, but God is also going to put God's law within them and write it on their hearts. And God is promising to be their God and that they will be God's people. This is good news. The Israelites are going to get a do-over here, so to speak, and start with a clean slate. This is also good news for us today because it shows God's continued faithfulness, regardless of how many times we falter or fail to live up to the covenant. No matter what, God never gives up on us, and that is good news. Moving on, we come to our second reading for today, our New Testament reading from the Epistle to the Hebrews. 
Now this specific section of text, text uh, doesn't usually contain a heading um, or a header, but it still contains some really good news. While historically this letter was attributed to the Apostle Paul, it is now more widely believed to have been written by another Jewish Christian of that time. Some scholars believe it was written by Barnabas or potentially one of Paul's other associates or later disciples. This letter was addressed to a Christian community whose faith was faltering because of the strong Jewish influences and the author wanted to offer some support and direction for them. In this passage, we find the literal good news right in verse 9. And having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. This is, of course, in reference to Jesus, and it promises that if we believe and follow Jesus, we will be saved through his sacrifice and grace. That is the good news. It doesn't get any better than that. This is an easy one, really, to find the good news, and it applies to both the readers then as well as to us today, now, and really for all eternity. Finally, we come to our gospel reading from the New Testament for today from John. Now, this section of text has two separate headers within it. The first, some Greeks wish to see Jesus, and the second, Jesus speaks about his death. Now, the first one does not seem to offer any good news necessarily, but it doesn't really highlight any bad news either. It's just kind of like, okay, some Greek people are here and they want to see Jesus. Great. The second header focuses on Jesus talking about his death, which may not sound like good news, especially for his disciples. But we have the benefit of knowing what is to come, so for us, we can hold this as good news right from the start. In the first section, we are told that some Greeks asked to see Jesus, and then Jesus says some incredibly powerful things. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. This is, again, the literal good news. Whoever serves Jesus will follow Jesus, and, whatever, and wherever Jesus is, so too will those people who serve him be. That is another claim to God's faithfulness and how God will never abandon us. That is good news. It was good then, it's good now, and it will be good forever. In the second section, we find that Jesus speaks aloud a prayer and is answered by the voice of God. And the people present there are amazed, which, let's be fair, that's appropriate. Um, hearing a loud, booming voice coming out of the sky isn't really an everyday occurrence, typically. And then Jesus says, Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Now, the whole judgment of this world part may or may not sound like good news, depending on how you look at it. But the, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself, that definitely sounds like good news to me. Again, just like before, good news for the people then, for us now, and for all people to come forevermore. 
So there we have all kinds of good news in Scripture, an abundance of good news, to be sure. But just like every other week, we must again ask, where do we find good news out in our world right now? Where do we find that hope and joy and light and potential for positive things? Well, did you know that 65% of Americans said that the pandemic has provided them with a quote-unquote wake-up call to reach out to their communities? According to a new survey, more than half of them are getting more involved in their communities by volunteering. 52% reported volunteering in their communities for the very first time as a direct result of the circumstances brought on by the pandemic. 35% have been delivering food to essential workers. 23% have been volunteering to help the elderly or incapacitated maintain their homes. 20% have been volunteering at food pantries and 19% have been donating blood. According to the rest of the survey results, over a third of respondents, that motivation to volunteer came from close to home. 35% reported that their primary reason for stepping up was knowing about friends and neighbors in need, therefore making them want to contribute and make a difference. 17% said it was their own friends and neighbors who were already helping that inspired them to get involved. 73% agreed that while donating money and resources to help the community is great, using their hands to get out there and do the work is more fulfilling. And maybe best of all is that nearly 7 in 10 people reported that as more and more people become vaccinated, they are hoping to increase their own time spent volunteering. This is good news. Now, I know that many of you in our church are already regularly active in volunteering, either through our church and or through other organizations. So volunteering is not really anything new for you. But hearing that so many more people are becoming aware of how important community volunteering and participation is makes for some good news. And over half of the people interviewed are volunteering in their communities for the very first time. That means not only are people more aware of the need, but that more people are actually getting involved. People, it, it seems at least, are becoming more focused on loving their neighbors than focusing solely on themselves. You may or may not remember, but back around Christmas time, I said that I felt like people had become more generous during 2020. And I think that this continues to speak to that. This is good news, folks. People who have never volunteered, never been involved in their community, are stepping out and doing just that. They are finding ways to help those in need. They are connecting with their community, whether um, community in terms of where they live or a faith community where they worship or however they might define community, they are becoming more connected and more involved. This is the kind of news that brightens my day. 
It brings joy to my heart and a smile to my face. And when you think about it, the people that said that it was because of others around them, whether in need or who were actively volunteering, that brought them to volunteer, well, guess what? Some of that includes you guys. By the volunteer work and community participation that you all are showing here at our church and and in other places, you are some of those people that are inspiring others to get involved. That's one of the best ways to share the good news is through our deeds and our actions, not just our words. What we are seeing is the love of God reflected in the actions of others, and not just those of us involved and connected to faith communities like our church. We're seeing it in those communities all across our country, and I'd be willing to bet, even though I don't have statistical data to verify, but I'd be willing to bet that we're seeing that across our whole world. We are living into the love and grace of Jesus Christ. You are helping to show that love and grace to others and inspiring others to join in that work. We are loving each other as neighbors. This, my friends, is what the good news is truly all about. Amen. Our closing hymn for today, and I promise it'll be the last time we do it because Lent is pretty much going to be over. Uh, Number 269, Lord, who throughout these 40 days. Lord, who throughout these 40 days for us didst fast and And 
Beloved children of God, Jesus said, whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Go in peace to love and serve Christ. May God, whose hand has written the law of love upon your hearts, fill you with peace from deep within and the commitment to live in harmony. And the blessings of God, who loves, forgives, and calls us home, be with you now and always forevermore. Amen. And before you leave this morning, we got two announcements. Uh, there was a bracelet found in the women's bathroom. So if you want to meet in the office in a couple minutes, uh, the bracelet was found in the women's bathroom. And also, if uh, you have not signed up and are preparing to volunteer for the Swiss Steak Dinner, please see Sheila or contact either her or Linda with any questions. But we need a few extra hands to help out to make this event very successful. Thank you and have a great afternoon, everybody.